People pay money to see me in a 20 by 20 ring. Welcome to another edition of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew. I am your co-host, Joe. I am here with Matt, as always. What's up, Matt? Hey, what's going on? And uh, we are here for an episode number slightly less than 70. (laughs) (laughs) Matt told me to get all the laughs out of the way before we started recording, but uh, we're, we're on episode 69. Uh, if you don't know why I'm laughing, well, that's your problem. Ah, look it up. <laughs> uh, as always, we have wrestling on in the bra- background, and we're unfortunately watching a Jeff Jarrett match. Hell yeah. Um, this is uh, SummerSlam 10, yeah? Uh, yeah. 10th anniversary oh, SummerSlam, man. Madison Square yeah. Garden. I gotta, so I gotta ask, what's worse, Jeff Jarrett's wrestling or Howard Finkel's DX chop? Jeff Jarrett's wrestling, but <laughs> <laughs> so this this is like part of the storyline where uh, they had Finkel get jumped and they shaved his head and it's it's like crudely shaven as you can see he still yeah. has passes of hair yeah but uh, this is when he first got sick yeah so they shaved his hair to you know as part of the storyline but <laughs> uh, his regarding his DX job so. Years ago, when I worked for a company that Matt and I worked together at at some point in our life, <laughs> uh, my boss, my boss, he was a he was a wrestling fan, and we were all wrestling fans in in my department. This was before Matt started working with us, and uh, <laughs> so like, I would say probably at least half of the people that worked in my department were all wrestling fans. Okay. And then to add to it, we had Mr. Wrestling 6 who worked in a different department. He was a fan, you know, and like scattered throughout the store, we had a good amount of wrestling fans. Well, my boss ended up being a wrestling fan, and he was one of those guys, like clearly older than all of us. Like we were in our, like we were just turning 21, you know, around there. And he's in his, I think he was in his 40s at the time. Okay. So... Uh, you know, the whole NWO thing is going on, the DX thing is going on, and here you have this, you know, like 45-year-old man trying to do DX crotch chops in public, no less, in front of customers, and he was, it was probably worse than uh, Howard Finkel's crotch chop, if you can imagine that. It reminded me, it was like this. Okay. Like he had his shoulders hunched up by super his stiff. neck. Yeah. Super stiff. He he didn't like his he had the X going. Yeah. When it should be something more like that, you know. Um it was just very awkward. He, he made the X before he actually went down to the crotch. Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. began with the X and he just brought it down to the crotch. Yeah. But it was very stiff and he just yeah. It's like the Mike Tyson. DX. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. But very, very (laughs) poorly done. And then to make matters worse, I wish I was joking about this, he looked like 
the Hispanic version of Super Mario. <laughs> with glasses. Okay. Okay, so every time he wore a hat, not that he did very often, but every time we wore he wore a hat, he got shit for it. You know, he would get the whole Mario chant and the whole nine. Uh, people would ask him where his brother Luigi was, things of that nature. <laughs> okay. But uh, it it grew... The relationship between his crew and him kept growing more awkward by the week because here you had, you know, you had Shawn Michaels come out on TV, him and Triple H doing the whole, um, you know, salami bit or sausage bit, and um, we would have our boss try to mimic some of that shit. And again, you know, it's just... He would always do it at inappropriate times. And there was like no... Like, he didn't get it. He couldn't put two and two together. So, you know, there'd be... There'd be customers walking around, and he'd walk out on the sales floor, and he'd be like, Hey, big man, suck it! You know? <laughs> and he's just like, hey! This guy's a manager? <laughs> yeah, like, dude, you gotta calm down. Oh, um, boy. <laughs> yeah, or he would come out of the back room onto the sales floor doing the crotch chop, and there's you know there's like ninety five year old ladies walking around trying to shop. <laughs> yeah. So that's appropriate. Yeah. Well, there's yeah, but I digress. Dude, Billy Gunn's boots at some point they were like fucking. Are those knee high boots or is just matching? Uh... No, they're. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, it looks like all one boot for a second. The hell's the headbangers doing out there now? I vaguely remember. I don't know what's going on here. This shit at SummerSlam 10. Oh, they're all they're all beating up on Jeff Jarrett. Oh, good. Oh, they're gonna shave his head. Is this is this when it happens? Yeah. Oh, this is hair versus hair, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, it's right. It's right. That that makes sense. The jaws is really uh, in a weird spot. Kind of likes there, by the. Crotch too much. What are we talking about here? Sixty-nine <laughs> crotch being on. What, what is this? What is going on here? Uh, really quick before I forget. So it's like years later. Yeah. After I worked with this guy, and I, I had not worked for him for quite some time, and he ended up being at another location, and I was I was just shopping there. I was off the clock. I happened to be going in there to get like beer and something else. And he notices me from across the sales floor. Okay. And immediately, he's like, big man! And he turns around and does the whole arm-stretched um, raven pose. Okay. And then he turns around, and you could hear him from across the sales floor. And he's like, eh, eh, Keep in mind, at this time, he's like close to 50 years old. Making that noise, too? Making that noise, too. And people are looking at him like, what the fuck is going on? And I'm in in the checkout line like, Jesus Christ. I'm trying to hide my face. Like, I don't know who the fucking this guy is. It was... Uh, it's got to be one of the rare times where it sucks being tall. Yes. Like that yes. tall. It's like, yes. oh, jeez. <laughs> Just like pick somebody out and put them in front of your face. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! Oh, boy. Uh, as we continue to watch Jeff Jarrett get his head shaved, that's the only redeeming uh, part of this match is that he's getting his head shaved. 
Like he's yelling at Josh. He said, "You're gonna get yours." Yeah. You just wait. <laughs> oh man! Too soon. Foreshadowing. <laughs> Too soon, there. Too soon. <laughs> You're gonna get yours. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to know what the fuck we're talking about and you don't know, uh, you should get yourself a subscription to the WWE Network. You can do that through us, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash WWE Network. That's all one word. As we see Jeff Jarrett get his hair cut pretty crudely. Again, this is SummerSlam 98. Yeah. This was a, actually a pretty pretty fun one. Is that, is that Method Man? That is Method Man with his child. Uh, he's a big uh, oh, there he is, He's yeah. a big wrestling fan. That's cool. Got a was that a ban- was that a bandana or a hat? It was one of those uh it was one of those do rags with the with the like the tie was at the top. Okay. Yeah. It's a weird, weird thing in the 90s, though. <laughs> Southern Justice. Oh, Southern Justice. Minion's one of them, right? Yeah. yeah. I, don't know the, I don't remember the other guy. <laughs> Southern Justice member number two. <laughs> <laughs> not Minion. Yeah, Minion and not Minion. <laughs> They're wearing fucking leopard print vests and oh, shit. Oh, terrible. Wow. Uh, He's still Doc Hendricks here, apparently, huh? Yeah, he's still Doc Hendricks. Oh, the Lions Den match. That's right. Owen Hart and Ken Shamrock in a Lions Den match. Wow. A small ass octagon. This is this is like I said. This was a pretty fun one. You got that the as we see the Rock. You got that that ladder match. One of my favorite ladder matches actually was Rock and Triple H. Oh yeah, that was good. Good match happens at this show, and then uh, Taker and, and Austin they they put on a good match in the main event. So it's it's pretty it's a pretty solid SummerSlam, if I do say so myself. Oh, that's right. He t- you know, the Rock takes out Triple H's knee with the IC title, the infamous purple one. I don't I don't remember why it was pur- was it because of Val Venus that it was M- purple? Maybe. I just want to point out how how crazy impressive that was. The fucking vendor, that vendor was holding up that fucking pop tray with one hand. <laughs> that shit was impressive. He's a professional. I mean, he's just that's there was at least like twenty bottles up there. He's just like fuck that. I'm carrying it with one hand above his head. That was pretty cool. That's pretty cool. So oh, I like that. This SummerSlam is brought to you by Stridex. I. I was never, I never used Stridex. I don't remember what it is. It's uh, for acne. It's, oh. they, they look like uh, <laughs> communion wafers that you just wiped <laughs> across your face <laughs> to get rid of the acne. Was it like, oh, those little, like the little rags? or Little like, pads, Little yeah. pads? Little circular pads. I have used those. Yeah. They, they don't make those anymore, do they? I, I don't know. I think everything's proactive these days. Yeah. You know? Shit like that. Some of the fucking artwork for these pay-per-view posters. <laughs> what, do they, what do they have? Uh, Statue of Liberty, the the torch. Yeah, Austin has the Statue of Liberty torch. He's giant-sized, and so is the Undertaker. The Undertaker has, I want to say, maybe uh, dare I say it, one of the. I was just say, is that one of the World Trade Center? I think towers? it's the World Trade Center tower. Yeah. Yeesh. That's crazy. It's always, uh, it's always like <laughs> sad and even awkward, like going back and playing. Like, like I was playing um, Tekken Two, mm-hmm. 
uh, a few months ago, and there's one of the one of the, one of the stages is New York City, and, and you have the the twin towers in the background. It's like, mm. yeah, it's, it's almost like still too soon. You know? I mean, it's, it is weird. It is you know, it is it is still weird seeing that. But the, yeah, I, it had to be because the the Empire State Building was still intact. It's still in that, intact yeah. in that picture. But yeah, onto the uh, onto our agenda for the week. Uh, actually, you know what? Before we do that, I want to I, I want to say something because I was talking to somebody about uh, last week's episode. Thanks for everybody who tuned in, of course. Yeah, thank you as always. Um, man, it's uh, I was talking Moxley, and it was. Almost like as as everything is happening, it's almost like putting it into perspective now. Of he is right now the current poster child of why you should want to leave the WWE for for most people. I mean, some people have haven't made there, and that's that's fine. Um, but why for somebody like a John Moxley, why it was so important to leave? And and, and let's let's look at it this way. In three months, we'll call it four months right now. So four okay. four short months, you were not a part of Double or Nothing in a match, but you were the final piece to what was the most highly most anticipated show of the year, mm-hmm. bar none. You were the final piece. You you're the one that closed the show. Uh, you are now. A champion in one of the most prestigious companies in the world, IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion. You are going to compete in, I think, I think it goes without saying, the biggest tournament of the year in the G1 climax. And to wrap it all up, this is why I said four months, you are going to headline one of the biggest shows of the year against what. You might want to, may or may not argue. I, I wouldn't argue this against the biggest name in all professional wrestling, Kenny Omega. Yeah, that's a hell of a four months span right there. You're telling me, man. Shit. I mean, he has quickly become the poster child of why you want to leave. Yeah, if that's something, you know. And and who's next? Yeah, and that's I, that's a big question. Who's next? And uh, you know what? At this point, let's let's be honest. It isn't who's next. It's how many are next. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I mean, we've already we've already gone through the Sasha Banks saga. You know, you've got um, she's working out again. You, she's, you've she's been showing it. You've got, um, you know, you've got a decent amount of tag teams for sure that are leaving the WWE. Come. Late summer, early fall, for Revival, sure. Revival, the club. Yeah, and so you've got all that happening. Like, where are they going to end up? It's going to be really interesting. So, uh, yeah, for me, it's not a question of uh, who's next. It's how many are next. Um, yeah, there's there's one thing that, that people have to remember when it comes to the situation involving John Moxley being a free agent. Uh, keep in mind, he had a lot of momentum going into... A contract with the WWE and then they killed all his heat because he became Dean Ambrose and then now you know he was he has one of those personas where he could easily like very fluidly transcend into 
a non WWE role again. And and uh, you have to remember, this is why Cody Rhodes is telling people like, hey, you know, I'm all about signing more talent, but when it comes to the WWE roster, like legitimately, we would probably only sign like five percent of those guys. And it's because of stuff like that. Yeah. Just because you worked in the WWE and then you go to you leave the company and go to pursue an indie career, it doesn't mean it's going to work out for you. And these days, it's less scary for someone to leave the WWE and and still have that quote unquote job security. But it doesn't mean you're guaranteed success. You know, like uh, Mojo Raleigh just re-signed with the WWE, and he made uh, for for. For my taste, he made the right decision. Because mm-hmm. let's face it, he doesn't have... He's still kind of green, even for the WWE. Right. He needs a place to grow, and it be very stable, and and uh, more more disciplined for him. Well, he's also got a guaranteed paycheck, too. And it, it, for some, yeah, somebody, it, somebody at his level... Yeah, yeah, that definitely makes sense. It definitely makes sense. So it doesn't make sense for everyone to just up and leave the WWE. So you you got to have a game plan, you know. As we see Sable uh, walk out to the ring for her match against uh, Jackie. She clear she did the the whole Miss Elizabeth thing. She clearly doesn't want to be touched by the fans, which which is which is not. I mean, I'm not saying it's wrong. It's just. It just makes everything so much awkward. Like, yeah, well, Pritchard, um, Pritchard's podcast, he mm-hmm. would say that she did not like to wrestle. She didn't want to become a wrestler. Uh, she hated. Really? Yeah, she hated when people uh, tried to touch her because a lot of the times it was creepy touch. Mm-hmm. You know, so this right here is the pay per view debut of Edge. To your, to your knowledge, is this his in ring debut altogether? No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't remember. No, because this is... Hasn't the brood already happened? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. I don't don't know. You know what? I'm still going to say no that this isn't his in-ring debut. Okay. Uh, I want to say he's definitely did uh, at least a few dark matches for the company by this time. I know you are uh, the biggest Edge fan. No, I, I've had a love hate relationship with him myself, <laughs> but uh, I was a fan of the Brood. Yeah, the Brood was cool. I thought the Brood was cool. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, I did not know Sable didn't uh, didn't like to be. That's according to Bruce Pritchard, mind like, you. Like to wrestle, obviously not like to be touched. Like I get not yeah. want to be touched. I mean, is you know people are creepy. I get that. So. It just it just looked awkward how, yeah, how she yeah. came out. I mean, I don't. I'm not saying she needs to be touching hands and everything, but and then you got to remember too, she's in a match against uh, her ex husband at this point, Mark Miro, mm-hmm. and uh, that was always awkward for her, you know, having to be in the midst of of her ex, and they, you know they didn't. It wasn't like they had a a mutual um, separation, you mm-hmm. know. It was a one-sided thing. Who so. left who? Uh, from from what I understand, she left him. Okay. And then he tried to make it seem like he left her. Sure. And it didn't go over very well. But uh, from from the from all the information I've gathered over the years, 
he was one of those guys that was just like um, jealous for no reason. Like he couldn't handle he couldn't handle her getting more attention than him. Right. And uh, that was a big problem for him and his ego. And sure, you compound that with you know half the roster checking her out all the time and sure. fans. Yeah. And so yeah, he just he couldn't take it. I know. I know. Uh, I, I mean, I, I, I get it. You know, like physical attraction is only part of being married. I get that, but mm-hmm. like, this is always always weird seeing like some of these guys who just like Billy Kidman, for example. Okay. With, with the situation with Tori Wilson, like I mean, it's Tori Wilson, and he's the one that left her. From what I, from my knowledge, and it's like it's like. I mean, I get it. It's a relationship. Like, there's a lot to it. But it's always, like, from the outside point of view, like, it's like... Yeah, face value. Yeah, yeah. Like, what the Billy, hell? Billy Kidman left Tori Wilson? Not the other yeah, way around? Yeah, <laughs> Well, you know what? Over the years, with her specifically... Yeah. You know, at, at her Hall of Fame speech, she talked about how she had struggles with... Um, yeah. You know, self-image yeah. and, and confidence and stuff like that. So, I could, I could see that being some sort of an issue between sure. the two, but... God, Mark Merrill, what the fuck? Yeah, there's a lot to say about him and how every, everything about Mark Merrill got fucked up the moment he came. He's one of those guys. Being that we're talking the whole Moxley situation, yeah, Mark Merrill's one of those guys to where if he would have stuck with the whole Johnny B bad thing, mm-hmm. left WCW and went elsewhere, just did indie shit, he probably would still be. Um, a much more successful wrestler even yeah. today or he came to the WWF as the wild man originally mm-hmm. and he they let them they let him stay that way and then he left and still was the wild man i still think he would have been still working and still successful the boxer thing was horrible yeah but he's not but a boxer that, but that was his idea <sighs> he pitched it to Vince and Vince was just like hey Let's do that. God, Darren Powell, you're a because boxer. they ended up using him for using him for the brawl for all tournament, which yeah. was fucking horrible. But uh, yeah, so bomb. again, like you're you're not guaranteed that post WWE success um, when it comes to gimmicks and and uh, wrestling careers overall, right? But uh, Moxley, Moxley's got some shit figured out. Uh, if you still haven't listened to Jericho's podcast with him on it, please do. It's it's a really interesting uh, listen. Um, well, I mean, again, compare the four months that I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. The four months compared to you know the, the his final, I think it was what was it, ten months or whatever it was. Yeah, it was like ten months. The stupid shit that they were coming up with and how frustrated he was. Again, four months. Headline two main two main shows. You're a champion. You're you're part of a big tournament. I mean, you're living the good life as far as wrestlers are concerned. If you don't listen to that episode and find yourself frustrated at all, there's something wrong with you. Because anyone, anyone with any ounce of creativity in their body, which is 99% of human beings, if you're sitting there being told that you you have to put that creativity on hold, and not have any say so in your own creativity, and you're okay with that. There is something wrong with you. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I mean, it, it was 
it was such a frustrating episode. I, I think I mentioned in the last episode where uh, of our podcast where uh, I was just increasingly just getting angrier yeah, as I was working, and so was I. This is just ridiculous, <laughs> you know, and, and, and just it frustrated me too. I think I, I mentioned it as well where it's like, why do people besides the paycheck, why do people hang around and, and deal with this shit? <sighs> Contracts, 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 I guess. It's just, it's... <laughs> it's it, it was it's incredibly frustrating, and uh, it, you made a good point, though, is that not everybody is going to be successful outside WWE, and, and you know what, here's the thing. A lot of that is, is they're doing from the moment they sign up that company. You see, the, the paycheck is maybe good, but what it does to you as a wrestler, it kills you. Well, we had that discussion kind of, kind of over the same vein before we started recording this episode with Uber. Not to get too off topic, but sure. I'm going to marry I'm going to marry the points. Um, I, I had remarked to Matt that you know people who who do uh, like driving gigs for a living, whether it be Uber, Lyft, Grubhub, you know all those places, they they just they immediately see money. And they go to sign up, and then once they're in it, they realize all the ins and outs of it, and they realize they, you know, they realize after the fact what they have gotten themselves into. And sometimes it's hard to get out, much like a WWE contract. You know, you go there, you want to have your WrestleMania moment, you want to have an opportunity to work for such a, uh, a a company with longevity, and and I get that, I totally get that. But what are you really signing up for? And that's that's the big issue. What are you really signing up for? And let's face it: over the years, we've seen our fair share of horrible gimmicks, and and they've the, the those sports entertainers have had to entertain us in that manner, whether they wanted to or not. You know, so you know, not everybody had the uh, John Moxley approach where they're just like, yeah, we're not, you know, fight Vince. I'm not doing that. Or do you really want me to do yeah, that? Yeah, that or... too, yeah. That, that's part of it too. So they go out there and they do it. And, you know, and, and, and again, too, keep in mind, it might work for a small period of time with the WWE audience, but the WWE audience is a different audience compared to everybody else. Yeah. They're more accepting <laughs> to stupid shit than the rest of the wrestling world. And that's, that might come off as, a, as an insult, but it's, it's also true. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like this shit we see right here. <laughs> Horribly played out as she as Jacqueline headbutts Mark Morrow in, in the nuts after I'm not I'm not even gonna try to walk you through that just watch the fucking match <laughs> just terrible terrible shit but that shit right there is good to a lot of the WWE fans oh yeah they eat it up man even to this day so I mean yeah whatever but um, but yeah it, it is it's gonna be interesting to see who's who decides to leave. And uh, who's going to struggle finding a job? Right, <laughs> right, right. And 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 Cody and and the rest of the the crew shouldn't be. Oh, you work for WWE? Let me hire you. I mean, it's just a, man. We're forgetting an easy one here. Cass and Enzo. Yeah, I think that's a perfect example of post WWE failure. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong; like they're still working gigs, but. All, all, all the heat they have on them is terrible heat. Yeah, you know they're just they they have let their mouths 
uh, overrun their assholes, as my grandfather used to say. <laughs> so, uh, you know, yeah, they're still working, but it's it's few and far between. Their their gigs are sparse, and they're they're essentially laughing stocks, you know. Yeah, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna continue to do, you know, local or regional companies. They're they don't not, have don't, a choice. They're not gonna do AEW. No, you know that. That's just that's not gonna happen. The one. Uh, how, the does one that, how does that benefit the AEW bringing them in? The one opportunity they had with Ring of Honor, they fucked up. You know, which I'm I'm glad that happened. Yeah, I I, I don't. Ring of Honor doesn't need that kind of shit. No, they don't. You know, you don't you don't need that kind of um, that kind of mess in your locker room. What does my wife say? Uh, your your vibe attracts your tribe. Have you ever heard that? Never heard of that, but yeah, your I, your vibe attracts your tribe, and and you know what? If if they were to stick around with Ring of Honor, uh, you're you're attracting the wrong tribe, you know. Ring of Honor's got a lot of problems as it is right now. <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't need them to hanging around. Um, recently did they just lost Juice Robinson? He's he's done. Yeah, he he said that he doesn't want to work for him anymore. He finds it uh, difficult to work there for whatever reason. I don't know if you heard something specific, but no. that's all I heard. I heard the same thing. Uh, I heard a lot time. of New Japan guys don't like working for Ring of Honor, which is really intriguing because these two companies put on War of the World tours year after year. Uh, it's a fucking shame to hear that because those are pretty entertaining shows. Right. You know? Maybe it's fucking PCO's fault. Yeah, get him out of there. <laughs> PCO should be the third member of the Enzo and Cass. Oh, good God. Certified G and bona fide idiot. <laughs> and you can't do these moves anymore. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> but, but yeah, Ring of Honor's having, having trouble. They, they're having trouble selling tickets. They're having trouble keeping talent. Gonna be, you know, we keep saying that it's gonna be a really interesting summer. You know, it really is. Something's gotta give. Something does have to give. Something's gotta give. Now, if things don't improve, I mean, is it too little, too late to be doing business with other companies now? I mean, AEW today, today. Let me tell you, man. I am, I am, uh, I am a fan of the dark horse in this situation, and that is the. National Wrestling Alliance. I'm waiting. This is going to be a good summer for my boys. I'm waiting for them to, uh, for companies like uh, Ring of Honor and the WWE uh, to sit there, and even New Japan to an extent, to sit there and fuck shit up with their talent so that there's a possibility that the NWA can have this flux of, of, uh, of talent that uh, they desperately need, I think. I, I think uh, in order in order to get where they want to go, well, NWA still they're still currently in bed with Ring of Honor. They're still doing a lot of yeah, stuff. Yeah, doesn't mean them. they can't trade talent. I, I know that's true. <laughs> uh, speaking of dark horses, though, in in, in the times that we, uh, we live in right now, um, one that continues to grow, even though they're amid some controversy at the moment, is uh, is MLW. They continue to grow at a pretty rapid pace. It's it's a good place to work, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. As long as you don't break three thousand dollars worth of equipment, yeah, at venues and shit. So, uh, <laughs> tell us about that. 
Uh, yeah, so apparently this past week, MLW had to fire, legitimately fire, mind you, and I'll explain that in a second. Um, the draw himself, Sammy Callahan. It's a big loss. It is a big loss, man. I'm I'm sad to hear that Sammy Callahan has to stop working for any company. Right. Um, he has clearly t- taken and uh, parlayed his his accidental demolishing of Eddie Edwards' face. Um, he's he's made that parlay very successful for himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I like what he's done. I like his work and. You know, he continues to entertain me. Uh, I don't know what exactly he broke in the venue. I don't remember the name of the venue, but it's in Wisconsin. And it's one that MLW always runs. Right. Uh, but so the the venue's pissed off. They probably won't be able to run a show anytime soon there. Um, he broke like $2,700 worth of shit. Um, and then he fucked up a brand new set of fifteen thousand dollar bleachers. I don't know what he did there. I was just saying, how do you how do you break bleachers? Maybe it's those like the retractable ones, uh-huh. and maybe something with the mechanism or something. Okay. That's all I could think of. Fair I can't enough. see him, you know, demolishing, you know, long ass <laughs> fucking pieces of wood or, or metal, what have you. But um, it comes in with like a giant ass sledgehammer yeah, yeah. and just like smashing <laughs> shit. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, and then here's where it gets messy. You have him, you have him, uh, Sam Callahan, going on social media saying that he spit in Jim Cornette's face and Jim Cornette did nothing about it because essentially he's a pussy and that Sam Callahan did it for Sonny Kiss. For those of you who are not aware, Sonny Kiss was the subject of some social media fodder out of the mouth of Jim Cornette a month or so ago where Jim Cornette was trying to explain um, what Sonny Kiss is in the way of transgender. But instead of saying transgender, he used an old school wrestling term out of Mexico, mind you, and he called him an Amazon. Now, that's not a bad thing, folks. It's just a type of character. In Mexican wrestling... You have cross-dressing, males cross-dressing as females as part of their gimmick, Mm -hmm. um, and they're very flamboyant, and that is one of the words that is used to describe the character. It is like a character archetype down in Mexico. Right. And so for wrestling lingo, it's old lingo. Is it dated? Yeah, sure it is, but... Jim Cornette didn't mean any harm by it. He wasn't trying to shit on Sonny Kiss's um, lifestyle. Right. But, you know, you have your your social warriors out there, and they made the worst of it. They made a, a mountain out of a molehill, so to speak. And uh, Jim Cornette is not one to back down, so he just went with it, much like he's doing with Sammy Callahan. Uh, people are saying that this is all a work. Some people are saying that uh, this is not a work. And uh, Jim Cornette is not uh, explaining himself to one point of view or another. He's just trying to keep the shit going because, uh, hey, you know, that's what he does. That's how he keeps himself uh, semi-relevant. I don't think he needs to do that, but he chooses to do that. Uh, Court Bauer, the owner of MLW, has come out and stated exactly why he fired Sammy Callahan because again you had those same social justice warriors come out and 
try to give him bullshit for firing Callahan. And he's like, wait a minute. I had no choice because this is what he did. Right. So that's what's going on. It's a pretty, pretty <laughs> muddy situation. Um, so Sammy Callahan, if you're listening, you should uh, you should go make friends with people in the NWA. I would love to see you <laughs> join the NWA roster. Does he join AEW roster? That's a good question. Um, he definitely has the the work ethic to do so, and he has the talent to do so. It's whether they want him or not. I mean, keep in mind. They're still a growing company, and just because they have money and they're new doesn't mean they're just going to hire anybody. When I when I went to the uh, Warrior Wrestling show uh, a few months ago, now he was there. It was the main event was SoCal Center versus OBE, and throughout the night there was uh, a few spots where it was AEW versus the wrestling world. Sure. And there was a, a spot where OVE comes comes out unannounced, and the first thing Sammy Callahan says is, "Get this AEW garbage out of my ring," <laughs> you know, because the real wrestlers are here. Oh yeah, well, in regards to Warrior Wrestling, they do put on a lot of shows with a lot of Impact talent. Yep. Yeah. So I, I could easily see him um, taking up sides with Impact when it comes to arguments like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Uh, do you do you see him in AEW at all? Does he does he mesh well with what they're trying to to put out there in the wrestling world? Yeah, because he's uh, Sammy Callahan is um, is one of those guys where he fits he fits with so many different companies because of his unique way of that he adapts. Just when you think you have Sammy Callahan figured out, he'll put on a wrestling match. It seems to be a fucking lost art, the the, the art of adapting to situations in professional wrestling. Yeah. yeah. And he does it so well. Yeah, he does. You know, there's times where you, you think, like, okay, like, Sammy Callahan's kind of out of his element in this wrestling match, and he puts on a wrestling match. Yeah. And then the next night, you see him fighting Jimmy Jacobs and he's got staples in his head. So <laughs> there's a reason why he's he, he is legit the draw. Yeah. Because yeah. he is uh yeah, he can he can do it all. So yeah, I, I do see him as a as a good fit for uh for AEW. But um you know I know I know Jim Cornette said what he said about uh, him going back down to yeah, he said he's. He said, "Good luck down there, Chubby. Uh, you're basically <laughs> like damned yourself to the mud show circuit." Which I, I like how he has to attack somebody's size, which is you know that's just professional there. Well, that's it's Jim Cornette, man. Yeah. yeah, you know. So I mean, when he signed with MLW, I was I rolled my eyes like, "Come on." You know, I know a lot of people don't dig Jim Cornette. I like Jim Cornette. I, I see what he brings to the industry as a whole, but I often don't agree with the things he has to say, especially about people. It, it's for me, he's a he's a double-edged sword. Like he, you know, he is this plethora. He's a walking Wikipedia of professional wrestling. Yeah, he is. But that doesn't give him license to 
you know, talk shit about people or talk shit about anyone's gender, anything like that. But he is of an old school mentality. He is of a day gone by. And sometimes that catches up with him. I just, I look at it and I just, what was his vibe affects your tribe? Yeah, the, the, but, yeah, your vibe, your vibe uh, affects your tribe. I, I, I think right there that uh, speaks volumes of what Jim Cornette and my issue with him because everywhere he goes, he's a problem. Everywhere he goes, he wears out his welcome and he knows that. Yeah. And for me, if I'm a booker, he ain't worth it. He, he, his, his knowledge isn't worth it. It just, it just isn't. I agree with you, but only now. I think previous to this, uh, there was a point in time in professional wrestling where he could easily have went wherever he wanted to, and had he shut his mouth, he would have he would have done uh, much better business for himself. I'm not saying that he's uh, I'm not saying that he's broke or he's poor. Or he's washed up, or any of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, quite frankly, you know, I think he's done really well for himself. Sure, and and I don't think he's poor at all. I, I think he. If you see his collection, no, I don't think he's poor at no, all. No, I don't think he's poor at all. But he's got a huge collection um, in his house. I, I think it's to the point where he is of a, a, a bygone era, and he he is becoming antiquated. He's he's that uh, he's that rare book. In the library that, you know, obviously is still rare, but has lost a lot of, uh, yeah. um, what is the word, relevancy to the to the times. And, uh, yeah, that's I think that's where Jim Cornette is at. It, it's cool to see him do stuff with NWA now, mm-hmm. but I agree with you. I think, I think he needs to tone it down. And and stay in his lane, so to speak, and just do what they ask him to do, and be Jim Cornette, how we know Jim Cornette. Yeah, I mean, as far as his podcast, it's your podcast. Say whatever the hell you want to say, but you know, when you're when you're working and you're and you're calling a a, a show, I, I don't I don't want to I don't care about your opinion. I just yeah. I don't care about your brash opinions. I don't care about you know this or that. I mean, it's the, he's a problem, and I just I've never been much of a fan. I do respect him for what his wrestling knowledge. There's no doubt about that. But to me, I you know if you and I are running a show, I, I'm I'm doing everything in my power to persuade you not to hire him because it's just like he's not worth it. He's, yeah. he's not worth it. I'm 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 glad to see Tony Schiavone coming back. Um, <laughs> that, that's going to be interesting to see him and, and, and how he interacts with, with Cornette if they do interact or if Cornette's leaving yeah yeah I don't know I don't know what's going on there but that will definitely be interesting I'm not sure why Shivani left to begin with but left wrestling in general MLW oh MLW yeah I don't think he officially left MLW I, I, he left the commentary booth he left the commentary booth and I th- I think it was because uh it was like a trial run. Okay. I don't think there was like a long-term contract with him or anything. They essentially were like, hey, we're going to give you the range for a little while. You see how you like it. If you like it, you can come back. Mm-hmm. I think that's where they're at with him. Well, I'm glad I'm glad he is coming back because MLW is for sure a dark horse. Everything is true to the name because yeah. they're a smaller company. But they are making some very big noise, and they are signing some 
pretty impressive talent. Hell yeah, man. So there's no doubt about that. Uh, I mean, now they're exclusive, the exclusive place to watch you know, people like uh, David Boy Smith Jr. Yeah, he's you know, no longer working for New Japan. No longer working for New Japan. I mean, Brian Pillman Jr. is there. Um, you know, you got guys like um, Tom Lawler. Yeah, filthy Tom Lawler. You know, just absolutely amazing talent. Hell of a worker, man. Hell, Hell of a worker, worker. yeah. Um, I remember when we saw him live, I was like, you know, I, I liked what I saw, you know, and, and I loved his various gimmicks that he runs with throughout independent wrestling. Cause it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's all over the place. <laughs> But it's it's they're all him. They are all him. All I, him. I agree. I agree. When we seen him in Black Level Pro, uh, he was coming out to oh, I can't remember that. I can't remember the name of the artist, but it was um, it's a pretty popular uh, remix of Disney music. Yeah, and um, I know the track was called Sleepyhead. Mm-hmm. And he he was like he legitimately came out on stage, yeah. laid down with a pillow, yep. and like a nightcap, and was woken up by one of his cohorts as part of the entrance yeah. to, to the ring. So it's pretty fucking entertaining. And the the whole MMA background that he has, he brings to the table. I mean, this this is a great town. You know the um, the Von Eric boys. Yeah, Von Eric boys. The Von Eric boys are just signed. Uh, they signed Jacob Fatu, who does a lot of... Uh, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, they have a new faction down there called Contra, and he's part of that. He's a big, he's like the main part of that. Nice. So, I mean, it is it is a who's who of, of talent down there. And, and, and if you want to watch it, you can uh, you can do that, actually. For free. For free. You could uh, visit our website at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash fight, F-I-T-E. And for new subscribers only, subscribe through our website, and we're going to give you 15 credits absolutely free to watch whatever you want to watch on fight. That's 15, that's 15 bucks worth of, worth of credits that you can watch an entire event or pay for part of an event. Yeah. Or what have you, but one thing you don't have to do is pay for MLW Fusion, which is every Tuesday night on Fight for absolutely free. Yeah. So uh, spend your credits somewhere else because <laughs> they don't want them. Uh, <laughs> Fight also has Ring of Honor every Monday night. You can catch that. Uh, you can catch uh, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood every Sunday afternoon, and Booker T's promotion Reality, Reality Wrestling, Wrestling, where. Uh, you know, you might think, oh, no, nothing ever good happens from there. That is where uh, I, I I found Kylie Ray for the first time. Yeah, that, that's horseshit. You know, they have they have a good stable. Of, uh, they have a good roster of people. Great roster yeah. of people. Um, this is guy guy down there named Gino. Mm-hmm. That uh, I'm I'm always been wondering, like, you know, where why is he why is he so down there? He's a solid wrestler. Yeah, I I'm, I'm assuming he just likes it down there. I guess I don't know, <laughs> but. Um, but yeah, Booker T puts on a, uh, on a on a great venue. He he, they all, they're always in the same uh, same place. But that man, that, that venue is really nice. It is for such a small company. The it only is. thing I don't like is the um, their sound system. Yeah, it like the the music is way too fucking loud. All you hear is like the bass just reverb back and forth. 
for me, like, that's kind of a turn off. Too much, yeah. Yeah, so I have to turn it down all the time. Right. But uh, I love the wrestling. The wrestling is fucking awesome. Yeah, a lot, a lot of good, solid uh, talent on there, and uh, a lot of people that you're, you're probably going to see in, in, in other companies at some point. So. Oh, yeah, especially with the, uh, you know, the whole free agent wars going on these days. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see a bunch of these guys and girls called up. As we see Mankind again, we're watching... SummerSlam 98, which is the 10th anniversary edition of SummerSlam. Mankind has a baking pan or a... Is it? No, that's like a buffet pan. Yeah. In his possession. So I was watching uh, I was watching the network with Speaking of Mankind. And uh, I just threw it on. Um, I was watching it with uh, our really good friend Mel. And... Uh, Were you I'll... checking out nipples? We we're checking out nipples. <laughs> uh, no, actually, this match didn't have any nipples because they're both they're both had shirt uh, tops on. Oh, okay. And it was a bummer, but I um, <laughs> it was the uh, Mankind versus Rock match from uh, Royal Rumble nineteen ninety nine. Oh Jesus! And I I I didn't say anything because I wanted to see her reaction. I'm curious how'd that go. It was. It was very uncomfortable for her to it, watch. It's uncomfortable for anybody for to watch. Anybody watch. It, and, um, I mean, I just remember her yelling at the TV to just, like, stop. You know, and this is, again, this is, you know, 20 years later now. It is, to this day, one of the most uncomfortable matches I've I've ever seen. More so, believe it or not, for a lot of, for a lot of you that have, don't, have never seen it, more so than the Hell in a Cell match for me. Yeah, my daughter. My daughter had uh, a similar reaction to the match uh, when she watched it. Yeah. I had her watch that match and the um, the first blood cage match between Austin and uh, Kane. Okay. Um, back, I, wa- I had her watch those back to back. I was just trying to show her random shit from what she calls old wrestling, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just to just to get her uh, to, like to gauge her her thoughts on wrestling at some point. This was a couple years ago, mind you. Sure. And, uh, oh yeah, she, so far, out of all the wrestling we've ever watched, one of the few matches she actually turned away from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Numerous times. And that was the Hell in a Cell. Uh, no, that was the, oh, the, the, the Mankind the, Rock the match. match. Yeah, the I Quit match. Just, it was just so un- uncomfortable and, and, and just, a reminder of how I mean, how important it is to uh, to call an audible in a fucking match. I, I don't. Yeah. I mean, from what from what Bruce Pritchard said, it, it, it infuriates me because it's like, how are you going to let Mick tell you when enough's enough when a guy clearly is not in his right fucking mind anymore? Yeah, and, and you know what? It gets uh, we we you know you had said. Right now, it's for, you know according to Pritchard. But if we go back and watch um, Beyond the Mat, mm-hmm. you do still get that same vibe where you they let Mick call the match right. and, and to say when is when, and he shouldn't have. And Rock should also have better sense. Oh, Earl Hebner or Earl Hebner, somebody or Vince McMahon. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Somebody, all of those spend. guys should have just called the fucking match. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, and speaking of Beyond the Mat, uh, excellent documentary. But but during that, you know, you see Vince backstage asking him how he's doing and everything. And 
I got the sense of Vince McMahon just like making sure he's okay, but he only cared enough to be like, oh, okay, he still has his marbles, and that's it. And then like he was he he could give two shits after that. Yeah, you know, it was like, dude. That's some fucking horse shit. Like, I get it. You're paying these guys to go out there and entertain people. But for fuck's sake, like, do you know what kind of damage they could have did or mm-hmm. it did do yeah. over the years, you know? There's so many shots in the back of the head, too, which yeah. is the worst spot to get hit. Right. And he head. obviously was concussed. Yeah. You know? He just, he's not, he's not in his right mind. I just like, I, it was, oh, man, it was really rough to watch. Yeah. As soon as, as soon as the handcuffs went on, like I'm sitting here watching, and I'm just like, oh man, like I kind of, I kind of put you put my head on my phone, like I know what's about to happen. I don't, I don't need to see this. Again. Ladies and gentlemen, if you have not watched that match, you can do so. Uh, I believe unedited still on the WWE Network. Yeah, it's the full match. Twenty x twenty crew dot com slash podcast slash WWE Network will take you there. Sign up for your subscription through us. Support the show. Support your 20 by 20 ring crew. Uh, yeah, hell of a fucking match to this day. Uh, we're still watching SummerSlam 98. Has Chainsaw Charlie debuted, or is that coming up after this? I think it's coming up at No, this is 98. Yeah. No, yeah, he's they've already debuted. He's already debuted? Because remember, they, they had the WrestleMania match. So then where the fuck is he during this match? I don't know. I'm not sure. I think they were... Weren't they feuding? No, they weren't feuding anymore. They were feuding beforehand. I don't remember. That's why I thought, like... I thought this happens, and then, like, I think the next night on Raw, doesn't he show up? Maybe. Maybe they reunite. Yeah, he comes out. He comes out of the fucking... uh, The box. Yeah. (laughs) Terry Funk. Yeah. I, uh... God damn it, pal. Put pantyhose on your face. (laughs) No... That, that was Terry Funk's idea. Oh, no, it was? Damn it. He was trying to uh, mimic... <laughs> he was trying to mimic... Uh, I don't know the wrestler's name, but it was an American wrestler who went out to Japan to wrestle under the disguise of Leatherface. Okay. And so Terry Funk said, Hey, you know, let me debut and work with Mick, Mick Foley. And I'll be Chainsaw Charlie, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll imitate uh, Leatherface. But they didn't want to run into copyright issues and shit, so he just put pantyhose over his head and came out with a chainsaw. Um, so yeah. stupid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just, just hearing some of these ideas is horrible. And yeah, they let him. They let him go. Well, of course, it's Vince McMahon. He, he, <laughs> Jesus. Well, knowing Vince McMahon, he probably didn't know what the fuck Leatherface was. Yeah. So that's that's usually par for the course. God damn it! Let's let's do it. That sounds good, pal. Uh, I always love to like, going back to these late '90s and seeing all these fucking South Park shirts. Dude, South Park that was, was the so shit, over, man. man. Oh my god, <laughs> so over back in the day. I'm. My even my my older brother who um, you know he doesn't doesn't collect like like toys or any kind uh-huh. or anything but he had he had the fucking uh, the talking um, Cartman doll that yeah. was all of them yeah Kenny the, and... yeah the plush the, the yeah, plushes the plushies, yeah, yeah. it's like <laughs> they were so <laughs> my, huge man my, my older brother he watched it for the first time 
and it was the chicken fucker episode okay. from season one. So <laughs> yeah. obviously this is years ago. Yeah. And uh, he's like, I hadn't watched any of the show at that point. And and he come he comes to work the next day because uh, we used to work together. And he's like, Did you watch that show? And I'm like, What the He's like, Chicken fucker. Did you watch the chicken fucker? I'm like, What are you talking about? <laughs> Why are you talking to me about bestiality? Yeah. And he's like, You have to watch this show. It's about these four kids from South Park. And the rest is history, folks. But uh, that show was so over. Like his his two year old daughter. She would watch the show with him. Obviously, she didn't know what was going on. Right. But she loved Cartman, and for her um, for her third birthday, I got her the talking plushie. No shit. No shit. Yeah, she fell in love with it immediately. That's awesome. But yeah, oh my god. So I mean, don't get me wrong. Like it's still cool to tune in and, and check out South Park here and there. I mean, I do from time to time. I mean, do Hulu. I watch. I, yeah, they have the entire series. But it, you know, it's... It's lost its edge. It's lost its edge, of course, yeah. It was just so different. Oh, Kane comes out of the fucking... Oh, Kane? That's gotta be The big Kane. red machine comes out of the big red dumpster. Was he in there the whole time? He had to have been. Either he's... that or there's like a trap door. Oh, now he's, he's gonna kill Fuller. Oh, yeah, it's gotta be because yeah, he's beating the shit yeah. out of it. He squished him with the sledgehammer. There's this guy... You see the guy with the long hair and sunglasses... Oh yeah, the, he's yeah. The, the ECW fan. Yeah, I was gonna say there's a lot of these guys. Um, yeah, because this is at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, the garden. So. I always, I always found that pretty, pretty interesting that uh, they'd go to all these shows. There, there were those guys. You know how like now you have that Tim Lambeast looking dude, the weird dude. With the, you guys, you WWE marks know what I'm talking about the guy with the really long hair, wears sunglasses, usually has a button up white shirt. Yeah. Like that's that or, or sign guy. Remember sign guy. Yeah, sign guy. Like back then we had they had the guy with the sunglasses and the uh, and the guy with the straw hat. Oh yeah, the guy with the straw hat. Rob Van Dam. Say, like, oh yeah, we call him Hat Guy. That's <laughs> uh, clever. It's clever. <laughs> As we get ready to see this, uh, watch this ladder match. This again, this is a really good one. But before we do that, we're going to uh, stop and pay some bills. Oh, man. Yeah, let's go pay some bills. Let's get it over with. Uh, right, let's do it. Yeah. So uh, let's go do that, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. This episode of the 20 by 20 Ring Crew has been brought to you by PodCoin. Joe, if you're anything like me, you love podcasts, but wouldn't it be better if you got paid while, while doing it? Absolutely. Fellas, ladies, children of all ages, you can now be paid to listen to us, the 20 by 20 ring crew. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Sit there, enjoy Matt and I, go back and forth about professional wrestling all day, all night. Now, it's not straight out cash. You'll get paid in pod coins, but you can change those pod coins in for stuff like gift cards to Starbucks, Target, Best Buy, what have you. Or... If you're uh, anything not like me, you uh, you can donate those pot coins for, to charity. To charity so. Which is, I mean, that's always a good thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So all you got to do is visit us at 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash podcoin. I know it's a little bit of a tongue twister. It is. Again, that's 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash podcoin. And don't forget, use the invite code 20x20pod when you sign up for the podcoin app. It's going to give you 
300 free coins right off the bat the moment you sign up for free. And PodCoin is available for both iOS and Android. And you get to listen to not just us, but a a plethora of podcasts at your leisure. And the more you listen, the more money you make. It's that simple, folks. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash PodCoin. Get yourself signed up today. Remember, invite code 20x20pod for 300 free coins. And as always, we will see you in the ring. (laughs) Thank you again for hanging in there with us while we pay some bills. Um, Thank you, as always, for listening to the show. Thank you, thank you. Uh, Please visit our sponsors and uh, help support the show. Again, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash Amazon. For any of your Amazon.com shopping, it doesn't cost you anything extra. Um, and you show a little love and support to your 20 by 20 ring crew. Thank you again so much. Uh, we are still watching SummerSlam 98, which is the 10th anniversary of SummerSlam, in the background here. And we are currently watching Triple H versus The Rock in the ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship. And we are cracking up at vintage, in the zone, <laughs> Jim Ross commentary. Uh, <laughs> that is definitely one of my favorite lines uh, where he talks about like women being Jezebel because it is it is such an outdated term I guess you know yeah but he will sit there and call it uh, just like that goddamn Jezebel and then like he does the Captain Obvious moments like earlier he's talking about you know Rock he's doing the smart thing He's going after the leg of Triple H. He's like, he can't climb a, a ladder with one leg. <laughs> like, yeah, no shit, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> if he takes out the other leg, he's going to really be in yeah. trouble, goddammit. <laughs> I didn't know that. I didn't, I didn't know you needed legs to climb. Oh, my uh, God. I know that helps. Um, <laughs> yeah, do you think, uh, you think, I mean, he's older now, obviously. He's got life has affected him in, in more ways than, than, than one. With him calling and calling a uh, an American company again, because his heart his heart just wasn't in it with New Japan. It wasn't, and unfortunately, I think it was it was uh, a lot of things happening there. And don't get me wrong, like I totally made fun of him for getting people's names wrong and all that shit. But you know, he's. He's going through depression over his right. wife and, yep. you know, just the state of the business and how, like, the business didn't really have a a need, or at least he thought, a need for a, a Jim Ross. And he wasn't doing himself any favors by coming to work and fucking getting all sauced up and trying to pronounce foreign names and, you know, basically fucking himself over. Like, no matter who you did commentary with, you weren't helping yourself. Right. Um... I think I think working for AEW, he's going to get to be himself. He's going to be be calling stuff he's more familiar with, mm-hmm. and I think we're going to get to see Vintage Jr. at some point. You know what I would like to see, and, and maybe it's maybe it's not going to happen because of the age and, and everything, but uh, like that that higher intensity. It's just, it's it's one it's it's one monotone from him now. It is it is, and I hope to see the same thing too. I mean, even if it's for a fleeting moment, yeah, that, that would be great to see. <laughs> Unlike Rock's ass cheeks, 
That, uh, yeah, I didn't, I did not want to see that. There's the pedigree. Never been a fan of the pedigree as, as a move for anyone. No? No. Mm-mm. Don't think it works. Well, no, I'm not saying it, it doesn't work. I just, I don't know. I just don't like it. I just don't like it. I don't like the look of it. Mm-hmm. I always like the, um, as far as the double underhook, you know, face slam, whatever you want to call it. I always liked the uh, Christopher Daniels, Angel Wings. Oh, yeah, the, the, okay. the way he picks you up and then does a sit out. Um, it depends on the 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 way he does the, the pedigree for me because there's times where he got super lazy with it. I don't. I always hate it when he would he would do the. I always liked it when he kept the the, the arms hooked. Okay. There was times where he would unhook the arms and just like drop. I was like, "What the hell is that? That was lazy." But there was other times where he would uh, he would unhook the arms and then take their head and ram it into the ground, which I thought was pretty cool. Okay, it was definitely uh, like a little more intense there. Oh, China that's, with the low blow China, to the rock. Yeah, and that's that. That shit Jezebel. That goddamn Jezebel. <laughs> is she a Jezebel? I can't tell. If she's a Jezebel or she's a son of a bitch. <laughs> My Jim Ross imitation, by the way, is spot on. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I think that's going to do it. I think Triple H is going to win the match here. Yeah, he yeah. wins. Yeah, he's the uh, the new IC champ. What a rivalry, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. H versus Rock. I always liked hearing uh, their stories of, uh, of them coming up. And he's like, you know, a lot of guys went out and partied all the time. He's like, Triple H and... Uh, and myself, me being the Rock, was like we're the we're those two boring guys. And you know, it was like, oh, you were in the gym for three hours. Well, I was in the gym for four. Yeah, you know, just yeah. one up in each other. <laughs> so it, I mean, it paid off. It obviously paid off the longevity of both those guys. I mean, obviously, Rock is not in the wrestling industry anymore, but Triple H, he uh, when he wants to be, he's in incredible shape, and you know, he's no older older dude now. But uh, I always thought that was interesting, you know. And, w- and what a weird group of guys to, to be around for, for Triple H. You know, he's the complete opposite of the clique. Of everybody there. <laughs> yeah. Everybody. <laughs> I don't know how he functions. <laughs> but it worked out. Yeah. It, it worked out. And, um, you know, not only for the clique, but obviously for Triple H. He's like the designated driver. He, he was, yeah. You know? But, you know, there's, there's times where I, I could relate to a Triple H. Yeah, I'm not... You know... I, I'm not... Uh... Minus the workhorse ethic in, in, <laughs> in certain things, you know. In certain things I can be, but other parts of life I'm like, yeah, well, I don't want to do it. But, yeah, I, I, I get that mentality of being the complete opposite of the yeah. the company we keep sometimes. I think um, I think we're, we're going to hit the main event here, but... Um, it's kind of a, a weird time right now for wrestling, ladies and gentlemen, and this is the reason why we get uh, we're, we're bouncing around the way that we are because we're kind of in that that calm before the storm. It's going to be a big summer, there's no doubt about that. But until we get to these shows, all we can do is anticipate them. Uh, speaking of anticipation, you know, we try to try to remind you to to watch pro wrestling all the time, and. Uh, Tomorrow, as, uh, as of this podcast release, uh, it's a perfect opportunity to watch good wrestling for free. 
go to get yourself a subscription through uh, Bleacher Report. Uh, Bleacher Report Live, I think it's called, technically. Mm-hmm. And uh, you get to watch the second show of All Elite Wrestling, which is Fighter Fest. We talked about Fighter that last Fest. week. And, uh, I mean, this is the, the second show of, of, of what's going to be a, uh, a regular a regular thing for them at some point in, in this coming fall. But for now, they're doing monthly shows. Uh, and this one's absolutely free. So is the next one. So is the next one. Okay, yeah. cool. The show that uh, that I'm going to be at, Fight for the Fallen, is going to be absolutely free. We already kind of talked about this card last week. Uh, I do want to point out there was another match that was made. Uh, Best Friends, Chuck Taylor and Treparetta versus uh, Scorpio Sky and Frank, Frankie Kazarian of SoCal Uncensored versus Private Party, team of Isaiah Cassidy and Mark Quen in a three-way tag team match. And uh, winners advance to All Out for an opportunity at a first-round buy in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. All right. That's what I want to hear. So we are going to... We're going to crown new champions uh, sometime soon. It was announced actually on uh, June 18th, the match, and that the uh, and Tony Khan, Tony Khan has announced that uh, during the fall debut of AEW's weekly television show, that's when the tournament's going to take place. Nice. So by the end of the year, AEW is going to at least have two championship belts. Championship. Well, let's face facts here. There'll probably be three with the women's title. Yeah. Being, women's uh, title honest. for sure anything else after that is unforeseen at this point I can see them doing a secondary singles title um, they'd be foolish not to yeah like a TV title right dude that's a that's a gimme it right. should be a gimme now one thing that uh, some American companies are doing do you, do you, do you see them going the, uh, the international route and doing a trios title or do you think they uh Stick. I mean, I'm. I'm not trying to throw all these titles out there to have all these titles, but do you think? Uh, do they they can make that work, especially with a with a growing uh, roster? I think they can make it work. You know, part of it is a growing roster, and you gotta have. You gotta have. You gotta have some sort of mm-hmm. uh, incentive. Yeah. You know, it can't always be uh, storylines. Uh, Pu- you know, pushing forward your content in professional wrestling, um, there has to be something else, and I think that's that's always a mistake by a company when you have when you treat titles like props. Yeah, um, yeah, Bruce. Be- because you, yeah, because you just end up it just becomes another factor into a storyline. Right. Uh, when you don't treat a title like a prop, you have something that is viable for the sport mm-hmm. for the sport aspect of it. So. Um, granted, you're not always going to please all of the fans with the matches you make for that title, but have that defi- that title defended nonetheless. Right. And it it also pushes your content forward. Um, man, that's that's a that's a really easy way to accomplish a whole bunch of things at once by having a tag team tournament on television. Mm-hmm. That's fucking great business. Right. Get to see up and coming tag teams in in their company. Yes. Week after week for you know how many ever weeks they're gonna do it, dude. Take my money. A couple of things here. Uh, first of all, back to that trios title. 
that'd be a really good and easy way to establish uh, intergender yeah, matches. and you know what? That that was a point I was going to bring up. You know, if if they're truly going to make uh, all elite wrestling an alternative to whatever you have, whatever you want to call sports entertainment, um, yeah, inter- the intergender aspect of things. Why not have a trio style? Yeah. Why not? Right. Uh, and you know, you have all elite wrestling is apparently for everyone. That would be one way to. to you know, set it in uh, mm-hmm. stone, put it in concrete, however you want to refer to it. Um, it's a good idea. It's a good idea, and um, shit, they're, they'd be foolish not to at least test the water. Sure, absolutely. Um, one thing, uh, the other thing I was going to say is uh, the championship. So, you know, all out, we already know it's going to be Adam Page versus Chris Jericho. Assuming, this is this is an assumption. Assuming that they're going to run with Adam Page as their inaugural champion, they'd be they'd be stupid not to. Yeah, right. Um, you know, you go with a, a a younger talent, young gun. You know, do you do the same thing with your tag team, or do you run with a more established tag team as your inaugural champion, like a, maybe a Best Friends or or SoCal Uncensored, or do you do you go no pun intended here, but do you go all out and, and say, you know, we're going to go with another young gun and, and show worse. As a booker, how would you do it? For my money, you, uh, you already, you already know you have a deep roster. And I think it all depends on the, where the talent is at and how they're gelling with each other up to that point because let's face it um, there's a lot of young talent in the company mm-hmm. and you know I'm not saying they're incapable of, of holding a, a title or, or anything like that but um, let's face it uh, this is one of the growing pains that AEW is going to have and as, as much as their product is sought after Having a television show on TNT is going to give you a whole new entire audience that you were you previously did not have the attention on. Right. Uh, that audience is the one you're going to have to uh, kind of pay pay up to. And with that being said, would the safe bet be to go with someone established? Yes. Um, as a booker, for me, I think they're so white hot right now. Mm-hmm. If if they keep playing their cards right, I don't think it's going to matter. I think yeah. I think you go with the young talent, and uh, that you know that sparks off your your title, your your first title run, your first mm-hmm. title holders, and uh, hell, let the established teams come after them. I think it makes for interesting television. Uh, speaking of June 18th, by the way, that Tony Khan announcement all took place on Stone Cold Steve Austin's podcast. That's right, he did. So, he, uh, uh, he's back doing podcasts. He's back doing podcasts. Uh, smoking a lot of weed, too, apparently. Yeah, well, yeah, you, know, you know. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. um, the one thing that I worry about, and this has nothing, this is no bad, like, ill will towards Chris Jericho. Obviously, I. 
I respect the guy tremendously. I'm, I'm not a fan of him of his as well. But Adam Page is the guy that you should establish yourself with from the get-go. But I worry about it, and, and this is where I'm looking at is, are they going to play the political game? Because as you said, you're going on TNT, you're going on national TV with a whole new audience. Do you go with the guy that everybody knows? I here, Here's where I call the audible. I say uh, during their match at All Out, you see how it goes. And depending on uh, how Jericho's looking, how Adam Page is making Jericho look, because I think that's the key to the to the match. Yeah. Um, if Jericho looks good overall, I think you go with Jericho. Joe Jericho. I really do, and I'm not saying he's got to be champion for a fucking year or whatever. Sure, no, I, I get it. But go with Jericho. You've got a strong television presence who has a plethora of. Uh, experience mm-hmm. and then uh, you just make Adam Page that much hunger for that title and then uh, and you, you run, know you run with a rivalry to start off that show yeah that's that's good that's why you're a good booker man that's, <laughs> that's really good because um, I, I initially I was I was worried about that I mean are, are, are they gonna but is that gonna be the decision making for for future you know People who are going to be on TV are going to go with the bigger name. Well, but but again, knows. too, you for me personally, you go with how Jericho looks. Because mm. again, I respect Jericho. I'm sure. a fan. Yeah, but he's past his prime. He is past his prime. Uh, also, is he even fucking interested in being champ? Uh, that there's too. there's that that thing where they're all having to face the the conundrum of overbooking themselves, misbooking themselves. Um, something that you have touched on numerous times with Cody Rhodes, you know, hey, he he's part he's part owner of the company, or he you know he's management of the company. He could easily book himself in the main event or what have you. He doesn't, right? And that's where we have to. That's where we have to um, figure out where Jericho belongs. You have to be careful. You have to be careful how you book yourself, and Jericho is part of that. Uh, is he okay with being booked as their first champ? Um, Doesn't make sense. You know, you you do have to think about stuff like that. Um, let's face it. We don't need we don't need uh, what we've seen you know time and time again from other companies where you have all the top stars booking themselves as champ and shit like that. Like. It just doesn't go over well in the long term. Don't don't be WCW 2.0. Yeah, yeah. Don't do that. Um, and 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 people are going to have a so, so this is where I, I think they're gonna they're gonna run into a problem though, because uh, people are going to have that initial statement the moment that Kenny Omega wins the title or Cody wins the title or the Young Bucks win the tag titles. It's like oh look you know those guys are putting themselves. Over, and it's like, here's the thing: they're not washed up. They're they're at the, the peak of their career, they're yeah. at the prime of their career, like where they should be running as champions. But so it's it's going to be that fine line of, as you said, not not overbooking it. But then again, you don't want to you know have Kenny Omega not as champion do like what what uh, New Japan did to him. You know, I mean, if 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 it works and he's in a relevant storyline. And, you know, it's only a matter of time if you can keep that. There's only so long you can keep that title off of him. 
I think this is where working together with other companies is going to do them uh, a huge amount of justice. Yeah. Uh, where you will have situations like the Bucks winning the AAA tag team titles. Which they just dropped recently. Which, but mm. that's my point. Right, like, right, right. It's another company showing you like they trust them with those titles. Yes. They get those titles. So they're not necessarily booking themselves with their own titles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's that's important coming up. Um I I really look forward to see who else they decide to do business with mm-hmm. or who, who does business with them. I know New Japan right now is still um not AEW friendly. Uh, case in point the John Moxley situation. Uh, he was supposed to be... Well, they're not friendly with each other. I take that back. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to be a focal point of the first night of the G1 in Dallas, Texas. And AEW signed him to uh, exclusive deal for all U.S. appearances. So, because of his AEW contract, he can legally not participate in the G1 Ooh. During the G1's first night in Dallas, Texas. So, that's why he's not on the show. Gotcha. Um, but, yeah. Uh, hopefully, they eventually play nice because there's a lot of fucking shit they could do together mm-hmm. and make a lot of money together. Absolutely. You know? And, uh, well, you know, bringing back the, the Ring of Honor situation, I mean, not right now would be a perfect time for them to try to do business with AEW while they're still a legit company because it's... Fuck. For, that number two spot's fading fast, man. Yeah, well, it's I, I don't see that lasting, you know, any longer than you know maybe another year or so. If, That's if that. a shame, man. It's such a fucking shame. But hey, uh, competition. This is what competition breeds, man. And <laughs> whatever uh, they're doing, they need to fix that fucking problem. They do. I, uh, <laughs> whatever I, it is, it's funny because <laughs> you know we we always talk about uh, you know companies needing to kind of like light a fire under their ass yeah or something that needs to light a fire under their ass to get them going to get their product better mm-hmm. stephanie mcmahon was uh asked about how she felt about competition from companies like aew and uh and the like and uh in particular she did say aew will be competition she she agrees um but she was very brief in the interview like literally like less than a minute or two um and she you know she agreed she agreed that hopefully they'll light the the i think what she said verbatim was it's going to bring the best out in all of us and that's what she hopes for and then the reporter asked if she was you know, if AEW is going to be competition for them, she said yes, and like immediately cut it short and took off. So, um, whether she meant to do that or not, mm-hmm. a little, a little suspect. Sure. But uh, you can't, you can't sit there and deny that they're at least a little worried about the upcoming months because uh, they've been through it before with mm-hmm. the whole WCW thing. So, it's, it's, uh, man, it's going to be an interesting summer to start. Uh, you know, the, the fall. The fall is going to be interesting too. You're, <laughs> you've you've got some some really in, interesting uh, situations arising. You know, do we? Uh, they're already talking. The WWE is already talking about 
changing up the card for Stomping Ground because they can't uh, sell tickets to that fucking show. Ticket sales are low for WWE Stomping Ground, so uh, for those of you in the area, I know for sure they are doing a two-for-one deal, but it's local only. So if you want to go to a WWE show on the cheap, and that's your thing, have at it. Um, they're doing two for one out there. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's uh, traditional places like Seven Eleven and things of that nature, but check your check your local surroundings for more ticket information. But yeah, they're already talking about shaking up the card and, and announcing new matches and, and doing a whole bunch of shit uh, in an, in an order in order to try to sell more tickets. And that's where we're at already. Like, there's been. <laughs> There's been one, one show, one show from from AEW, one show, and it's already causing this kind of problems. With I mean, before organizations, that's the thing. Before the show ever took place, they were causing problems. <laughs> but then they did the show, and they should, you know, they proved every, everybody like, hey, we're not talking. We're not just talking. We're not just a t-shirt company. Yeah, we're not just a t-shirt company. We're not just uh, you know blowing smoke up your ass. Uh, we're gonna change shit. We're gonna change shit, um, and, and we're gonna do, we're gonna do us, and everybody else can do whatever the fuck they want to do, but we're gonna do us, and knowing that the landscape is gonna change because of it, um, and that's uh, that's what's happening here. Um, again, June 29th, that's a Saturday, at the uh, infamous Ocean Center in Daytona Beach, Florida. I say infamous because that was the birthplace of the NWO. Uh, <laughs> the night that Hogan turned heel. Um, I mean, just, uh, again, a great card here. You know, real quick, a few matches I'm going to throw out there. Uh, Cody versus Darby Allen. Can't fucking wait for that, man. Can't fucking wait. Uh, the Elite versus Laredo Kid and Lucha Brothers. Uh, John Moxley versus Joey Janela, Christopher Daniels versus Chima, and, and, and as well as others. There's two pre-show matches and uh, six uh, main show matches. So all that's going to be free, ladies and gentlemen, free. Dude, I can't wait. That's, oh that's at least a three-hour show that yeah. is going to be given away for nothing. Uh, so all you got to do is have an internet connection. If I, if you don't have an internet connection, I don't know how you're listening to the show, but, uh, (laughs) thanks for listening anyways. (laughs) Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a a great month because, you know, after this, you have the G1 climax happening. Of course, you know, as always, you know, as we mentioned, MLW, Ring of Honor and everything on Fight TV. You know, again, it's 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash F-I-T-E to uh, get 15 credits on us as well as watch free wrestling Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Yeah. I mean, Jesus, four hours of free wrestling every single every single week. Yeah. That ain't too bad. And as always, every Sunday on YouTube at uh, 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central. Uh, I think that's the right time. Yeah. Um, Defiant Wrestling puts out Loaded, Defiant Loaded, every Sunday when it goes live in the UK, it goes live on YouTube here in the United States or anywhere around the world. Uh, check them out. They put on a great show. Um, I know David Starr on the upcoming episode. You know, every time you get to see him wrestle, especially as a baby face, it's, yeah. it's definitely interesting. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, again, 
it may not seem like it, but wrestling right now is is, is at the best time that I've I've seen in a long time. Absolutely. And uh, it's it's a it's somewhat of a calm before the storm, but trust me, with this, you know, with uh, with Fighter Fest and the G One, I mean, it is uh, it is going to be one hell of a summer, as well as other events that are going to be happening. So, get yourself out there, get yourself, you know, um, in front of a TV, or more importantly, go to a show. Yeah, please support professional wrestling. Go to a show. 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash brown paper tickets. That's all one word. Get yourself some tickets. They're legit one of my favorite companies to use for wrestling shows. Get yourself some tickets on the cheap and support your local 20 by 20 ring crew at the same time. What better way to do that? Yeah, take the family out, date night, whatever it is. Shouts out to Freelance Wrestling coming our way in September. Yes. Uh, MLW's coming our way over the summer. Oh, my God. Yeah, man. I'm excited. La Parka versus Dr. Wagner Jr. BL- with their kids. <laughs> with their two boys. Black Label Pro is coming our way uh, again, upcoming soon. And uh, I think they just announced another show for August, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. It, it's, dude, it's going to be a blast. There's, there's no excuse to, to not see good wrestling. You know, I mean, they're again. I mean, if it's something that uh, is at your local gym, I'm telling you right now, go see that go. because you're going to be amazed by what you're actually going to see. Yeah, you're going to have a fucking blast. You know, you don't have to be a Madison Square Garden or or whatever. I say Madison Square Garden because we're watching SummerSlam '98. You know, you can see it at your local gymnasium, your local VFW hall. Wrestling is wrestling, no matter where you go. So always check it out, and and if you check out a good show. And we don't talk about it on the show. Hey, let us know. Let us know. Slap us in the face. Say you need to talk about this this product. Twenty x twenty crew at gmail Email us. Let us know. Let us know how the show went. What you liked about the show? Pictures. You can always send pictures. Nipples. Nipples. Not your yeah, nipples. Yeah. No. Wrestling well, nipples. Yeah, they have to be wrestling nipples if if Mel's involved. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll rate your nipples. We'll rate nipple pics. Um, <laughs> Such a dangerous game we play with. That. I'm telling you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man, some of these signs in this crowd, I, I have no idea what they are. I miss signs. I do miss signs. I, I mean, I don't want. I don't necessarily want it to be like it was during the Attitude Era, where like you can't see shit. You can't see shit. I remember, you know, being at those shows and like sit the fuck down yeah. or you know, put your sign down, fucker. You know, <laughs> all the time. Like I'm trying to watch this fucking show, you know. Yeah. 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 I brought a sign to a show once. I I no, I've brought yeah. signs, yeah. but like I've minded what I was doing. Like I'm not fucking up in the like yeah. at the peak of the match. Like hey. yeah, yeah, don't don't do it during the match. Do yeah. it before, after, all that shit. Yeah, <laughs> so you know the match is that's different. I just hate it when somebody is like somebody doesn't read the room and continues to stand when everybody else is sitting down. 
That and then uh, like all the misspelled signs. Oh, that's especially it. these days. Like yeah. you have a fucking smartphone, yeah. you can't look up how you spell Ric Flair. <laughs> you know? Yeah. How many times have we seen or, or dude, uh, notorious Roman Reigns? Yeah. How many times have you seen misspelled Roman Reigns shit on Raw? I I always love the, uh, the the Ric Flair the the who. Yeah. Yeah. There's no H in it. There's no fucking H. It's just yeah. woo. Again, you have a smartphone. People use it. Please. Yeah. Tell the H guy to stay home. <laughs> oh my god. one big giant whoo. You know. Just, uh, I used to love seeing that like during Nitro back in the day. Yeah. Where you'd have uh, fans, like NWO fans, they'd try to throw up the too sweet, and it would look like something like this. Where they're like holding up their pinky like a hook, <laughs> or you're just like some finagled version yeah. of it. You're like, what the fuck are they doing? But they clearly have on like an NWO shirt, yeah, NWO hat. Like, what the fuck, dude? <laughs> ah, man. I forget what Nitro it was, but you know how they used to do the four life. Yeah. There's one guy. He's like doing fucking hand puppets or some shit, <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, yeah, and like, no, dude. <laughs> Just stop what you're doing. You're making a fool of yeah, yourself. Yeah, you're not cool. <laughs> Somebody did it wrong, and they put it on the opening opening segment of, uh, I think it was the Nitro video game. <laughs> I was like, why? <laughs> That's WCW yeah. in a nutshell. How did this make the cut? <laughs> Who edited this fucking thing? Like, look, that's pretty funny. Put it on the video game. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Uh, as we see Stone Cold win the or yeah, win the match, retains the title. I think he drops it. yeah, he definitely drops it the next pay per view. Cold Stone. Cold Stone. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was the next pay per view. It was the uh the one in Canada, the breakdown pay per view. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it yeah. was a double double pin. Austin drops the title there. I, I always liked the smoke and skull belt too. Yeah, it was a pretty sweet belt. You know, the guys that uh, that would alter belts, that was one of the cool ones. I was never a huge fan of the altered belts, but uh, that was definitely, like, like I said, one of the better ones. I mean, it didn't spin, so that's, that's a plus. <laughs> you know, the spinning belt, I mean, it is what it is, but I, I got to say there's, um, I'll give them points for originality with that one. It wasn't my favorite belt by any means. It, it, it is definitely full of novelty, that's for damn sure. Um, I hated it that John Cena had something to do with it. But. Yeah. Well, then they cut that fucking belt for so long. Well, yeah, because John Cena was the fucking man for so long. You know, and like when they... Not my man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like when Edge had it, it, it still was like... Or just like, or just anybody, up until I think The Rock won it. I think the entire time CM Punk had it, it, it didn't spin, but it, it was still that it same was, design. It was the same design, yeah. Until The Rock changed it into what it, what it is today. Well, I mean, he didn't. He probably wasn't the one to order that belt, but you know, I mean, it was when he was a champion is when they changed it. Do you see they're doing like signature series belts now? They have like a. It looks like a multicolored, almost like it's painted, and it's like the Shawn Michaels version. Okay. Or like a signature series Shawn Michaels belt. Yeah. Yeah. Always, always finding new shit to hock at the shop zone there. Yeah, and that's uh, that'll do it 
for uh, for SummerSlam '98. Uh, yeah, I mentioned this was a good SummerSlam because uh, there's a, there's a very good like as we see somebody jump the barricade at the very end. <laughs> Stop doing that, people. Uh, SummerSlam '99 about to blow it up. That took place from uh, Minnesota, I believe. Um, anyways, I say that about SummerSlam because. Uh, if you notice, ladies and gentlemen, I didn't say that in my summer extravaganza talk about wrestling. I didn't mention SummerSlam because uh, it's probably going to suck. It's probably going to be five hours too long. You know what? The only thing I'm looking forward to for SummerSlam this year is all the companies going to the same area for SummerSlam and running shows. They're essentially doing what they do for WrestleMania every year. Now you have uh, like a super show. Oh, they're doing that again. They're having a super show. Oh no shit! They're having a super show happen. Uh, it's uh, at least three brands. It's Ring of Honor, NWA, and somebody else. All oh, that's CMLL. The, CMLL. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're running a super show in the same in the vicinity of SummerSlam, wherever SummerSlam is being held uh, in, in Toronto. So, That's right. I forgot yeah. about So you that. have other wrestling companies going to be there running shows all weekend. Uh, that's that's what I'm looking forward to now. Like I'm not looking forward to SummerSlam. You have yet to. Oh, oh, oh. We really quick. Yeah. Um, so you and I were talking about loosely. We were talking about Shane McMahon being the top heel right now in the WWE, and how a lot of the roster are kindly. Uh, or, not kindly, but yeah, I guess kindly, uh, voicing their opinions uh, very softly about how frustrating it is to have the owner's son be your top heel and getting all this airtime and such a push while you have this gigantic fucking roster of overqualified uh, sports entertainers uh, not doing anything. I heard there's a rumor that they might have Shane McMahon be the one to dethrone Kofi Kingston as champion. How fucking horrible of an idea is that? I don't even think that warrants a response. I mean, That's but, terrible. But, Ter- I, but ter- I will respond. Terrible fucking booking. That's terrible everything. That is... Do you ever see the, the movie Horrible Bosses? Yes. Okay, so the begin in the beginning, um, I forget the character. I, f- I forget the actors now. Jason Bateman's Jay- in there. Jason Bateman, his character. Yes. Is is in line for a fucking promotion. He puts in all this fucking hard work, and um, his boss. I uh, was like, who's that? Uh, Jennifer Aniston. No, no, no. Was it Kevin Spacey? Oh yes, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, Kevin Spacey is his boss. He's a, he's a fucking douchebag. He's your typical, you know... I was thinking of the other... The sequel. Well, Jennifer Aniston's in this one, too. Oh, is she? Yeah, okay. she's uh, Charlie Day's boss. Oh, that's right, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Okay. she's the handsy one. The handsy one! <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so he's... he, You know, um, Jason Bateman, he, he's in line for this fucking promotion. And then Kevin Spacey's just like... You know what? You know who's going to get this promotion? All these people are in line for this promotion. Uh-huh. I'm going to get the promotion. <laughs> I'm going to get the bigger... I'm going to. I'm just going to expand my office and get the updated salary. 
And it's just like, why the fuck are we here? Why? <laughs> what are we here for? What is the incentive? That's what it reminded me of. You know, it, it was just like, they did all that, like, you're somebody that's just like like a Drew McIntyre, for example. Mm-hmm. You put in all this work getting over as the fucking top heel, and you should be the guy to dethrone Kofi Kingston. Yeah. Or at least you should be in line to be the guy. Yeah. No, it's Shane McMahon. It's Kevin Spacey. <laughs> you know, it's like, you know, no, I'm going to be the guy that takes the title. I'm going to take it. I'm going to be the face of the company, even though it is my fucking company. You know, that's that makes perfect sense to me. I mean, what what do I make it sound like? It's uh, it's so outlandish. It's it, it totally totally makes sense. <laughs> Ever since they did the fucking best in the world tournament thing, I was I was just floored by how well, you ridiculous. Know what? That, that was supposed to be a working storyline where he won that fucking trophy. And it became a thing. Mm-hmm. And that's how Shane was supposed to become super heel. I get that. But instead of letting that storyline die down and, and scrap it because uh, of injuries and such, they're not. They're finding different ways to reconstitute it and tr- keep trying to bring it back. And it's like, dude, it's fucking dead. Yeah. Knock the shit off and do something better. You know, their go-home episode for that uh, for that fucking pay-per-view of, of Raw. Horseshit. Low ratings. Like, their their ratings are shit. Their ratings are in the shitter. Not all the ad dollars in the fucking world don't mean shit if, you're, if people yeah. aren't watching your fucking product. It's just insane, man. Insane that that's, that's what they're fucking running with. Shane McMahon. Well, we're back to watching uh, Double J, Jeff Jarrett. As your guy. In the ring boy. again with uh, Deborah. Were they married at this time? Were they ever married? Yeah, I thought they were married oh, for they were a married? brief period of time. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. No, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming, if, if anything, yeah, I guess so. She's wearing like a fucking coat with, the, I guess, a bikini. Underneath? Yeah, there's a bikini, and then she's got like the coat with the tails in the back. Yeah, and they're arguing. She's being sent to the back. Oh, she's gonna come out with D'Lo, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I think you're right. Fucking bobblehead D'Lo. <laughs> like, did he just have like a big head to the point where like he couldn't hold it? Like, I don't know, what, but if there was, was anyone ever deserving of a Funko Pop, it's him. It's him. Yeah, and he doesn't have especially one. like the bobbleheads, which they don't really yeah. do that much anymore. Like he's the perfect example of it. D'Lo, or Funko. Funko D'Lo. Funko D'Lo. Give him, <laughs> give him a pop. I'd buy it. I'd be the only guy. You <laughs> sit right next to my uh, my my Vincent, or Virgil. Oh, you're signed, uh, what is that, fake dollar or, or fake, whatever? It's, it's fake million dollars. Oh, here. excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> signed by Virgil himself. <laughs> You come with me, I'll shake my head. That guy. Oh D-Lo God. Brown. <laughs> boy, oh boy. This was a pretty solid SummerSlam, too, though, if I'm not mistaken. You know what? I don't remember. I don't remember this one. The main event was... Uh, I did a lot of drinking. 
in the late nineties. Yeah, it happens. TBH. Speaking of Deborah, I, I mean, the face was never. I don't know. It was always weird to me, but she does. I mean, she does look good in what she's wearing. Absolutely, uh, yeah. It's not one of my favorites. She had that to me. She had that like whole Joker, yeah, like uh, eighty nine Batman, uh, yeah. Jack Nicholson Joker face, the cheeks, the cheekbones. Right. I don't know if she had uh, worked on, and that's how it became, or what have you. But that was always, I could never get over that. But she's I definitely just, rocking the bikini, though. Oh yeah, I kept seeing Jack Nicholson smile at me. Yeah, you're ruining it. Love that Joker. <laughs> <laughs> And then her her mouth, dude. I just, she was so fucking annoying. Yeah. And then come to find out, like she was like that in real life, and you're like, dude, no wonder she's been divorced, like what three, four times, mm-hmm. five times. I always I always hate like uh, like super attractive women, and I can't stand the way they talk for whatever reason. I <laughs> I just learned that about MMA. Well, do you mean like tone of voice or like just like points of view? Either or, either, either or. or. In this case, this example I'm about to give, it, it's just tone of voice. Uh, it, I just recently found that out about Paige Van Zant, the UFC fighter. I, uh, I, I fucking can't stand the way she talks. <laughs> I just, I just like nope, 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 nope. It's the 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 her. That valley style voice, like you know, yeah, like, and know. it's 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 very like. A little, it's screechy too, like that. Uh, yeah, I can't really describe it, but it's just like, nope, 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 nope. I don't care how fucking gorgeous you are, can't do it. Um, I still hope you kick ass though in your fights. Get better too. She's had surgery. She actually showed it on her Instagram. Oh really? Yeah, it was in her arm. That's so you, yeah, it was like it was pretty fucking gross. But I was like, man, that's some shit. Uh, she, she, that's some dedication to the sport because she's actually. She's good, but she, I mean, she ain't that fucking good. It's where she needs to be fucking putting her body through that anymore, you know? <laughs> like I said, she's good, but I don't think she'll ever be a champion. That's my humble opinion. I know I'm such a fan of hers. I'm, she'll never be a champion. <laughs> but, but I, I mean, I I don't see it happening. I just don't. But, uh, but anyways, yeah. Deborah, Deborah definitely had was rocking the... Uh, Rocking this bikini here, but uh, that face, I just can't, can't do it. I, 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 and, and a lot of it for me right now too is the, uh, the age difference. Obviously, for me and her, I she just looks like <laughs> she lo- she just looks like that like that drunk mom that just the like drunk mom comes out with, like <laughs> all the teenagers are there, so she's like, hey, look what I got. Still, so it's like <laughs> you know. Oh shit. You know, you can't help but not look, but it's also like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> Shouldn't you be making the sandwiches or something? And I say that in not a sexist manner, but, you know, more of a, that's what moms do. Yeah, that's what moms do, right. You know, do you, uh, I like smuckers. Oh, shit. It's been a fun episode. <laughs> but the, the moral of the story, ladies and gentlemen, She's- support... She's a Jezebel. She's a goddamn Jezebel. <laughs> and Jeff Jarrett is a is a scalded doll. He is. Uh, as always, support professional wrestling. Yes, please, please support. Uh, pro support wrestling. the show. Save money on us. Visit twenty x twenty crew dot com. 
And, and we're always trying to save you money. Always. always. I, you know, I save money. Joe saves money. We, it's just, we live in a world where, uh, you know, nobody should ever pay full price for anything anymore. No, absolutely not. So, uh, but yeah, that's, uh, that's probably going to do it for us this week, ladies and gentlemen, uh, re- as we continue to, um, watch, uh, watch, watch SummerSlam. I don't know how much, how much more we're going to watch. This, yeah. But, uh, <laughs> But uh, but yeah, how can uh, how can I get a hold of us? Uh, catch us on social media: Facebook.com/slash20x20crew is our official Facebook page. If you want to come talk to us on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash/groups/slash20x20talk. Come talk to Matt and I and, uh, and a host of others about uh, anything professional wrestling and then some. Uh, Twitter, you can tweet us at Twitter.com/slash20x20crew. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, share some photos with us from live shows you attend, whatever you want to do. Uh, Instagram.com slash 20x20crew will get you there. We are available on YouTube. I don't know what has gone on with YouTube lately, but we have been blessed by the YouTube uploading gods, and we are finally catching up with adding content to YouTube, specifically our YouTube exclusive content in the following contest where Matt and I book fantasy book shows and cards and matches that we want to see that might have never happened. Um, that's always a great time. I love doing that. Yeah. Uh, 20x20crew.com slash podcast slash YouTube will get you there. Uh, as always, please hit that subscribe button once you're on YouTube. Any support on YouTube will definitely help us out. Um, we're always looking for subscribers Uh, and then of course our home on the web is 20x20crew.com where you will find past episodes merch and the whole nine, the whole shebang and uh, for your information neither one of us are Jezebels (laughs) (laughs) and so on that note we're about to leave Uh, you want to do it this week or am I doing it this week I'll let you do it. All right. Yeah. My <laughs> it, gift to you. It has been hellacious, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I've been Joe. He's been Matt, ladies and gentlemen. You have not been Jezebel. <laughs> and until next week, we will see, see you in, in the that ring. goddamn ring. <laughs>